Welcome to the Special Delivery Podcast. I'm your host, Special, and on this show, I like to do one of two things. Either I'm delivering you brand new music that's dropped, or I'm sitting down with artists to break down their latest project, and that's what we're doing today. Samurai Guru joined me to talk about everything you don't know and should know about his latest project, Recalibrate, and I do have to apologize in advance. For some reason, my microphone was turned down, so I sound like I'm in a well where it's raining or something nuts, but his mic sounds good, and that's what really matters when talking about recalibrate we broke down every single track including his production the samples he used him playing the guitar him starting to play the piano and just the journey that really went into making this project for him and in those conversations we end up talking about things like his dog named dilla community college and what it takes to go to a movie or go out to eat by yourself and so much more so let's get into it what's going on everybody it's uh, samurai guru coming straight from la california technically ie but it's all the same thing uh showing love to everybody up in the bay shout out to kmel miss special and everybody let's get it cracking yes samurai guru is here how you doing doing great yourself i'm great i'm so excited to talk about recalibrate okay heard it for the first time a couple weeks ago and literally i'm such a fan of beat tapes beat projects just full cohesive front to back just beats that kind of take you on a journey and i love the journey that this went on it it's not a completely comfortable journey but it's necessary exactly right (laughs) so i'm so excited to talk about it let's talk about the title yeah and kind of the background of the project in itself I read that you took an eight-month hiatus and just kind of lived life. Yeah, exactly. Went through things that unfortunately we we go through and just kind of got back to yourself in a sense. Yeah. What were those eight months like and how did that tie into the title? Um, Well, the prior release I did to that was called Under the Tree, which is like another little EP I called, you know, just put out or whatever on iTunes and everything. Um, And during that time in my life, I kind of had to get everything together. I got two daughters, so I was like, I got to get a spot, you know, got to get some money put away. And I I basically had to make a decision whether, you know, the comfortability for my family or me to just keep going to get it. And uh, I'm only 26, so I was like, I still got a little bit of time. And uh, so basically just pursued everything with that to get stuff situated so the ground level of my life is in the right place, you know. And um, also during that period, I lost a couple friends and stuff. So kind of messed with me, still kind of getting over it today. Um, And that's pretty much the whole background of the whole album as to why it came. Um, I was just in a place in my life where I was creative, but it wasn't the right creative space, if you know what I'm saying. Like, I was making cool stuff, but I was like, this stuff is kind of really dark for me to put out right now. It might come out one day at some point, but um, I definitely wanted to bring a certain energy towards my next project, and I knew that at that moment that just wasn't the right stuff, and my mind wasn't all the way in the right place, too. So I love stories like that, too, because yeah. we're in such a place with social media and just how fast the world seems to be spinning right now and all these talks of relevancy and all these things to where it's like you almost feel like you constantly have to put things out and i love the stories of people really looking within themselves and going 
no, I'm not going to put this out. This mm -hmm. isn't what I want to put out there for people, regardless of trying to, you know, stay relevant. Yeah, true, true. You know, you kind of don't want to oversaturate the market, too. That's a, I don't want to just put stuff out just to put it out. There should be some kind of purpose behind it. Um, I do have like a little EP thing that I put out called Dojo Sessions, where it's just a lot of experimental stuff that I put out for the fans or whatever, the SoundCloud, where it all started. And uh, that's more for them than anybody else. But everything else I put out, it's usually something behind it. I'm trying to push my career forward and, you know, expand. You speak about the SoundCloud days. I want to take it just <laughs> a day back from that. Oh, man. When you were Dot J, <laughs> how different were your beats then to now? Trash. That's all I got to say. Trash, man. <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> nah, because, you know, when I first started getting into making beats and stuff, I started out with, like, EDM and everything. Because oh. I graduated from high school in 2010. So, you know, that was the big kind of thing cracking at the moment. And I liked it, but I was like, nah, this just isn't really what I'm into like that. It's just kind of, I'm kind of clout chasing at this point, you know. Um, Dot J was post, you might not know, it was post the Mac Major phase. This is oh. where I used to rap back in the day. Oh, shit. That, that was kind of horrible too, but you could look that up, whatever, it's on there. Um, this is when I was in high school. It was it was crazy. Um, but Dot J was kind of just like a prerequisite almost to what Samurai Guru is. For the name Samurai Guru, I kind of got into that. Right after Dot J, I got into this anime called Samurai Champloo. Yeah, man. So that's my favorite show in history, right? And I love anime in general. And um, me and my homie were on the phone, Alex, and he was just like, yeah, Dot J is kind of played out, man. You know, it's just, it don't got no real heat behind it or nothing. And I was like, yeah, I feel you. And he was like, you know, you always been into the samurai culture and everything in anime. And uh, Shampoo's your favorite show, so why don't you make it samurai something? I was like... <sighs> I don't know, you know, I don't know. I'm not really Asian or nothing like that, you know? So it kind of, I don't know how that would roll off. But, uh, you know, then I did my history and I looked it up and uh, some of the first samurais was black, you know, in Japan and stuff. So I was like, oh, you know what? I could do it if they could do it, you know what I mean? He was like, you know, you wanna you wanna be the best at like making beats, you know, to a degree. And I'm like, yeah, you know. So what about a samurai boss or something? I was like, nah. And then we started thinking it's gotta be something to roll off the tongue, you know, with samurai. And then we thought guru. And that's just where it all came around. Then, yeah. You said your rap name was Mac Major? <laughs> yeah, with the Z at the end. So Mac Majors. It was, it was horrible, man. Yeah. Well, Check it out if you want. But, you know, if you were discretion advised. <laughs> well, you were talking about EDM. So were you kind of like rapping on EDM shit or what? Uh, no, it, it was still like, you know, boom bap type soulful stuff. Um, I really got into EDM because my, my girlfriend, she was into the rave scene for a minute. So that's where I kind of got that first step into, you know, Escapes in Wonderland and all that stuff. And I was like, this stuff is pretty cool. But, you know, I can only do that for so long kind of wear you out after a while is there anything that you kind of took from edm or producing oh, yeah. edm that kind of still plays into music yeah, yeah um definitely i learned a lot of with song structure you know from edm basically transitions you know going in climax into the drop and everything etc and uh side chaining is the number one thing it's in hip-hop too but i learned it through trying to do edm and everything so once that happened um it kind of taught me a little bit more tricks, like, you know, reversing the snare for that little suction effect and reverb on it. Because EDM people, they got a, a lot of tricks up their sleeve, ask for, you know, mixing techniques and like little effects they do and everything. And especially with the beat scene, it kind of transitions over pretty well, so. Back to recalibrate. First track, the intro. Get out of here, I'm warning you. You bastards can't push us around. 
At what point did you know that you wanted that to be the intro? Uh, the intro actually came last out of everything. So um, I finished the project and I was just like, I don't really want to just start it off. You know, I always kind of have an intro on all my projects. With the mindset and what I was going through in life, you know, that Bruce Lee sample came through just in the clutch. And it was basically like, you know him saying, I'm gonna take anything on to get to where I gotta get, you know, and I can do this, you know, if I put my mind to it, you know. And in the beginning he says, he's like, you know, I'll take you all on, whatever, da, da, da. You know, it just kind of goes with all of us in life. You know, sometimes you gotta, take a chance you know so that's where that kind of came from how did you come across that clip was it something you had that you knew you wanted to use later it just came on like what was yeah. that process uh i've seen the movie before i can't remember i think it might have been the the big boss or into the dragon i can't remember which one it was but it was from one of those movies and i've always been like i said a fan of like you know that culture and everything so um, i knew about it before but i was just watching it one day and i was like oh snap this is dope let me go rip this off of youtube you know don't sue me <laughs> and uh and I just put it in, I, you know, chopped a little loop together and put some little stuff behind it and just mixed it in right. And then I, you know, made that into the intro. Probably like 75% of the time people do the intro last. Yeah, yeah. And it makes so much sense though because you have this full body of something that exactly. kind of is a journey and it's like, you don't really know how to bring people into it sometimes until the end. So it makes yeah, perfect sense because yeah. you know exactly what everything else looks really. like. Because to make the intro in the beginning, it would kind of force you to make the project a certain way. So, you know, you kind of want to put that on the end and back burner <laughs> that leads us to the next track let it go Let it go, that's just the title itself. Sometimes you gotta just let things go. Like, you know, we all got our, our vices, right? And, um, you know, certain things in life, you know, kind of hold you back and you gotta just say, you know, it's time for me to let this part of my life, you know, fade away, you know, because it's, uh, it's holding me back and if I continue to do it, it's gonna put me in a predicament that none of us wanna be in, you know, so. As far as conceptually, did the beat making process kind of take you to that resolution or did you know that that resolution was going to be part of the project before you started making that beat with the the process for making the beat and just kind of the album in general i just kind of go off of what i feel at that moment and then once it all comes together i kind of just see where it's at and then take it from there but for that track specifically i kind of went in with the intention like yeah this is where i'm at today no and it makes sense because it super fits and that leads us to for my dog which has kind of like a sound shift and to me it's where the story begins to take shape yeah yeah
talking about how you kind of just felt it but was that yeah. a conscious thing as far as the sequencing uh yeah with that one that was um actually for one of my homies i used to grow up with back in rialto man and he uh, he ended up ODing off of heroin last year man so that was like pretty crazy so that was more or less for him and um i also had a friend that i went to middle school with and she passed away from breast cancer so it's kind of just all for that you know what i mean just uh just something for them to kind of you know just play my part to help out a little bit so that's where that track kind of came from for them but also for you because i can only imagine how therapeutic that was to create something and really work on something and put it out into the world and really feel those feelings and express that in the way that you express yourself yeah definitely definitely then we get to dmt death meets time energy to it how did that energy and that vibe kind of come across with it just basically coming to uh how can i put it some view of clarity on just life in general like you know we all gonna be up out of here one day you know so at some point in time it's gonna meet up with you right and it kind of correlates with the previous track you know so kind of just kind of letting you show where my mind state is at after all that happened you know so kind of um at the age I'm at, you know, 26 isn't young, but it's kind of like still young to a degree. So kind of still figuring things out in life. And once you see people that you knew kind of, you know, pass away, it's like, oh, shit, this is real. You know, you kind of I think everybody for a moment kind of feels like I'm gonna live forever. You don't really understand it <laughs> until you have that moment. And then it's like, that's what that track kind of is. As far as the acronym DMT, Death Meets Time, which kind of came first or what was the process in kind of unpacking that acronym? The title is kind of funny because I watch the Joe Rogan podcast a lot. So, you know, um, DMT, I've been, I've been wanting to try that, you know, for a minute. He always talks about it's like this death experience, you know, that kind of helps you come to this new vision on life. And uh, I haven't done it yet. I plan on it at some point, but definitely when it's the right time. Kind of just seeing that as like something matching up with what the track was representing a little bit. And um, it just was a dope acronym, too, just to kind of fill in. <laughs> I haven't done them, but I've heard that drugs like that really help you internally with, you know, your soul and all that, but it also helps you creatively, so. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I, I can't tell you exactly. I can tell you, you know, about shrooms or something like exactly. that, but yeah. not a DMT. I'm still not ready for that yet. I feel like that'll be too much. <laughs> <laughs> You're young. You got time. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then survive. which comes in with the record scratching and then the fire sample and then fades into kind of like a dope melody. So really, I think the whole process is a journey, but that track in itself sticks out as a journey within the track. Yeah, yeah. Paint that picture for us. Uh, survive is just basically saying after all that stuff that's going on in the prior tracks and understanding, you know, that what life really has to offer at the end of the day. 
I'm going to still survive at the end of the day. You know, it, it really doesn't matter. I can't sit here and kind of, you know, put yourself in the moment too much when things like that happen because you get caught in this loop. And it's like, you know, we all got to get out of it and survive, you know. So that's what that really was about. So, so important. I have this conversation on the podcast a lot when it comes to kind of like death and people having resilience because sometimes the deaths come so heavy that it kind of sticks you into a place where you don't want to do anything yeah and a lot of time will pass you know so it um i mean you definitely need your grieving period but then it kind of gets to a point where it's like okay you just kind of living in that bag you know and it's hard to tell some people that sometimes especially when you're close to them like you know hey man all right that happened like two years ago you know but it depends on how close you were to the person and all that type of stuff comes into play but you know at the end of the day you still got to live your life you know in a sense it's so important to put that in music too because like you said it's hard to say to people so maybe if they hear survive read the title kind of feel it within themselves like okay like no i'm surviving i'm resilient like all those things happened something similar happened to me exactly exactly what's inside to me feels very open and airy Uh, that one, like I said, it kind of just reflects in the title itself, like what's inside of you as a person, you know, just um, a lot of these emotions and stuff you have can kind of take over sometimes, you kind of forget self, you know, so what's inside is like, you know, understanding and having, you know, self-knowledge, you know, knowledge itself. Uh, that's the main thing in life in general, I feel like you need to come to a mastery on like, you know, because at the end of the day, it's your self-happiness, you know, get into a relationship, you're like, this person's supposed to make me happy, it's like, nah, they're supposed to, you know, benefit you in a way, and you know, help out with the happiness but not be the number one reason why you know so what's inside is just understanding who you are as a person and taking it the right way because you know none of us are perfect you know you wake up in the morning you gotta look at that same face every day you know so it's like just accept it and be like you know this is what it is spend so much time with yourself at the end of the day as far as the samples on this project did you have any favorite ones that you were like either i've been wanting to use this or i'm so glad i found this or just any kind of sample stories that stick out to you uh it was so many samples i went through for this project that it's hard to really remember all of them off the top of my head but um i know for this one i kind of went with a lot more um obscure samples and like library music and stuff like that um that's always been my kind of ear for sampling like i dig soul samples and stuff i use them occasionally you know but um i'm more into like the experimental side of things so i'm kind of in that bag right now with uh, the sampling and as for that I'm, i i play guitar too so i'm trying to figure out how to blend those two worlds together without being corny about it you know i was actually gonna talk about guitar it was which track is it it's actually the next track right on time somewhere else has a super somber feeling but there's an incredible guitar on it was that you playing the guitar yeah there wasn't no sample Uh, somewhere else is uh 
one day I woke up and I was like, you know what? I'm going to be cool. You know, uh, everything is coming into place. You know, sometimes things don't come as fast as you would like them to come. Sometimes that's for the better because I learned just kind of in my short life I've had already is that the faster things come, the quicker they can go, you know? So you got to put in that work. And then, you know, I just got up one day, I was working on a beat and I was just like, oh, I don't feel like sampling today. Let me just play this guitar or whatever. And then I just had this chord progression. I was like, oh man, this is the energy right now, you know? And um, my dog who was sitting next to me, like I named him Dilla and just after Jay, you know, it is what it is. And uh, he was just chilling next to me and I was like, yeah, the energy is just right right now. And it just kind of, from the previous MySpace I was in to just where that moment kind of evolved into, cause it wasn't overnight. You know, I'm just saying I woke up one day cause it was just that day. It was like a good two week period where I just was thinking to myself, like it's all going to work out. And um, you know, look, I'm here with Miss Special, you know, so it's so all good. <laughs> what kind of dog is Dilla? Uh, he's a great Dane. That's my son I never had, you know, so <laughs> I love that dog, man. <laughs> Speaking of instruments, I remember a while ago you were talking about how you wanted to start playing piano. Yeah. Have you pursued that at all? I got an um, uh, A49 keyboard from Native Instruments uh, for Christmas, so I've been working on that a little bit. It's kind of got it to where you could change the scales on it and stuff to kind of figure out where it's at. Um, it's not the super expensive one that lights up and everything, but, you know, we got to work with what we can get. Yeah, I've been working on it a little bit more. I do want to take, like, some classes on it or whatnot, but um, it's not, like, the number one priority right now. I'm kind of just more, like, laying bass lines on there, like, little leads and stuff, so... Yeah, one day hopefully <laughs> i always tell people to go to community college when it comes yeah. to stuff like that like yeah, for real. my homie he wanted to play piano and i was like go to community college you mm -hmm. can either take a night class a saturday mm -hmm. class yeah you make it super yeah. easy super affordable like exactly over um where i'm at in uh redlands uh in ukaipa the next city over i was going to crafton hills community college and they had a um uh, electronic music engineering class i oh, took yeah. over there so it kind of helped you with like once again like song structure and just how to make certain instruments and give space for stuff uh, it was just a one semester class but it helped a lot, you know, it really did. And it didn't cost nearly as much as it would cost to go to some university and learn that same thing. But uh, YouTube is people's best friends, True. you know? So outside of everything, if you can't afford the, the community college, just go YouTube digging. You're going to find something. <laughs> Save your paper, kids. Yeah. There's so many routes these days. Exactly. You do it. And then place maps. Mm -hmm. nostalgic like looking into the past and kind of reflective what was that one like that one is kind of funny because um i had this drum loop going which is the drums you hear on there and um i had this sample that I, i've been wanting to work with i can't remember the name of it and uh i'm not gonna lie i was like really stoned that day so i'm like just chilling sitting on the on the in the chair and like i look over and i'm just like doom doom okay cool cool and then i, I stopped the drum loop and i look over and i'm like okay i'm looking down at the at the door or whatever like where the little mat is by our door over there and then i press play on the sample and i'm like oh shit this will go together you know okay cool boom i start working on it and sometimes when you in the mood it's just kind of like whatever i remember last that's what i'm gonna name this track so i don't waste time when trying to come up with some eclectic like name or whatever and i just was like yeah placemats you know it works out you know what i mean so shit it is what it is <laughs> i think that's one of my favorite things about producers is they'll just have the craziest name for a beat exactly. just because <laughs> sometimes that part doesn't matter for but real then we get into fawa 
And I kind of feel like it's an interesting place for an interlude mm -hmm. because it's the third to last track, but it also does fit very well because there is kind of a shift after it. What was that placement like? I felt like Placemats was had like a, a real high energy pace going to it. And um, I kind of knew towards the end of the album was gonna kind of mellow out a little bit. That interlude there just, I kind of had in the archives for about three or four months before that. But um, it was just the loop without any drums or any like, you know, sequencing on it. And uh, I went back to it and listened to it, laid some stuff down to it. And in the mood I was in that day, you know, I was just kind of thinking like you know when she's saying for what it's just kind of like like what am I really doing this for you know like what was the point of it you know because um we could all you know gain success in whatever it is that we put our mind to but what's the real goal behind it you know so for what you know figure figure it out and to me that's some real mid-20s shit like yeah. once you hit those mid-20s that hey, shit I'm telling you, real for all the kids getting out of high school and everything man after 25 it, it starts speeding up you know what I'm saying like you wake up in the morning like ah, my shoulder hurt like yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah like your your mind starts changing on things you just start seeing things differently yeah exactly. man feel different for real that is true that is so true and then intimate definitely mm -hmm. catching a groove yeah and really getting back to yourself mm -hmm. i think because we went through all these things and i think you were constantly like pulling at getting back to yourself yeah and i think you fully accomplish it in yeah. Intimate. yeah what was that one like? uh yeah so with intimate that's kind of more of my love for like jazz type of stuff just kind of like in that pocket with the title intimate just kind of um not intimacy as in like making love with anybody or anything like that, but just intimate as in having a deep moment with yourself. Just kind of like intimacy doesn't always have to involve someone else. I feel like it's just kind of like, okay, right now I'm just kind of feeling myself, you know, like, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, feeling yourself can go in many different ways, you know, from going to the club and going up or just chilling one night watching Netflix, like I'm just in my bag, you know? So intimate with that, that's kind of where I was at. That's kind of more of a track for, you know, like right now just chilling and just sit back and just have it kind of playing back there you know so that, that was that energy for that one and that feeds into like self-knowledge you have to really have those intimate times with yourself mm -hmm. to get to know yourself and to have self-knowledge so i think they go hand in hand and it, it's so important like you said not to just have intimacy with another person but have intimacy with yourself so you yeah, can get to yeah, know yourself you know? And know what you like and maybe do those things that only you like to do by yeah, yourself Fuck exactly it. you know and that that's hitting it on the dime right there you know i always wanted to try like you know i always wanted to say uh, i'm gonna go to the movies by myself one day or something i still haven't done it to this day <laughs> i just feel like it's so awkward you know i'm gonna just be sitting in there and it's gonna be a group of people next to me and they're like where's your you know partner at or whatever but uh i definitely want to try that one day i feel like you know everybody should um you know like or just go out to a restaurant by yourself one day or something you know have that little me and you moment you know personal i'll let you know right now it's not that awkward it's not people really could care less because you think about it too like when you go to the movies are you really even thinking about the people around you uh, maybe sometimes yeah if they talking loud then i'm like all right man chill out you know yeah. like i went to uh go see the new dragon ball z movie with my brother the other day right 
crazy, man. And uh, there was just this group of young kids up there in the back, you know, just doing their thing, high school kids. And I'm like, yeah, I can last this by myself right now. You know, <laughs> my bro was like, yeah, just chill out, bro. I'm like, dog, like every time something happened, Brawley hit somebody, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, that's completely different. You'll get there, it's not that awkward. Thank it's you, a good time. You. I'm, I'm gonna start off small with Starbucks and see how that goes, you know what I'm saying? It's just you and it's you holding yourself accountable. So it's like, if you get there and you're there for five minutes and it's yeah. awkward and you leave, only you're gonna know. Exactly, right? You still did it at the end of the day. There you go, man. You know what? I'm gonna try it. Maybe tomorrow I'll see what's up. You get there. It's all good. And then the last track, Misty, which to me feels like a forest. Yeah. bit about reflective and placemats but to me this is a different kind of reflective mm -hmm. it's reflective over the whole recalibrate yeah. journey mm -hmm. what was that one like uh for that one that was another one with uh just a guitar so no sample on that one and um just misty kind of this all this stuff has happened up to this point right and you went from here to here to here and now you find at this point where you're like all right i'm entering a new phase of life like you know phase b or whatever right sometimes in your head it's like all right it's a lot of stuff going on. It can feel like, you know, you get cloudy headed sometimes. You're like, you know, maybe I smoked too much weed today or something, you know, whatever like that. That's where the, the Mind State Misty came from. Just kind of sitting there and just being like, uh, that was the second to last track that got done, you know, and after that was the intro. And I heard the whole project and I was just like, I want there to be like a sigh of like, um, relief at the end of the project you know to a degree um like all right i understand all this is going on so inhale and just let it out all right let's step to the next part you know it don't stop you know time don't stop for nobody so just keep going so important and it's basically a resolution if the story is that powerful there has to be a resolution or else the listener feels a little on edge yeah it's like one of those bad netflix movies you watch on accident yeah you know Terrible. <laughs> as far as recalibrate anything else you want to tell the people about it it's a dope project with some different energy on it you might figure out something about yourself like you said it can be a little bit of a challenging listen at first mm -hmm. i don't know if my style is necessarily hip-hop or if it's like a little bit more abstract but um um, it's definitely gonna test your ears out and you know put you in a different space to figure some things out but i um, appreciate everybody that's listening to it um shout out to slim you know shout out to alpha pup records you know uh, daddy kev captain jake the whole team over there you know i appreciate everybody appreciate you guys for coming out and yeah man thank you to everybody i think i use the word uncomfortable but i think you do such a good job at making the uncomfortable comfortable oh man like, there is a definite inviting very like relatable journey of self that yeah. we can all kind of put ourselves into thank you no appreciate doubt. that yeah i made my whole project yeah, <laughs> and then no pressure but we always got to ask what's mm -hmm. next uh, what's next is I'm doing a bunch of shows coming up. I got a show in Vegas at the Rabbit Hole on the 23rd, uh, I believe, of February. Um, I know that I'm going out to Arizona, too, in March. Working on some more projects, just... Um I want to put out like a drumless project, you know, just sounds, you know, and I think that might be a little bit weird though, but just something that's um, like that meditation style of music, yeah. but not in that cheesy way though. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll listen to it sometimes. I'm like, this is too 
foresty, you know, too rainy. Like I want to put some little twist to it and uh, also get involved with more vocal artists and stuff, you know, so uh, definitely like some R&B singers or something like that. Um, rappers, you know, that so they got a certain style because I know my beats aren't necessarily, you know, trap or nothing like that. So people that are more into that lane, that'll definitely be cool to mess with. I think the meditate thing would be cool because you would find a way to make it genuine to you so it wouldn't be corny. And once again, us as 20-somethings, we need to meditate. So we need Man. that good meditate music. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. And thank you so much for checking out this episode. I appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever you're listening on. And then reach out to me. Let me know what your favorite part was. Say hi. Anything like that. I'm on Twitter at Special Says. And on Instagram, it's at Special Says as well. As always, this episode is dedicated to Marlon. Do what you can to stop senseless acts of gun violence.